Hey folks, Daryl for School of Thought. It's great to be back and welcome to the second episode of School of Thought. Today's episode, I like to call Marching to the Beat of Your Own Drum, The Art of Being a Maverick. Well, so what are we really all going to be talking about today? Well, it's simple. We're going to be talking about being a maverick. Now, what exactly is a maverick, you may be asking? Well, it is very simple. The most literal and technical term of maverick is an unbranded cattle. That's right. It is cattle that does not have any sort of branding. You see, because with cattle, and this is just my understanding at least, with cattle, the owner needs to brand the actual piece of cattle to indicate their ownership be it with a hot iron, a cold iron, sometimes it'll, you know, tag the ear, put a microchip in the neck. No, Mavericks are unbranded cattle. For example, technically the Mustang is a Maverick horse. So where do Mavericks come from? Now, historically, we attribute the word Maverick to Texas rancher Samuel Maverick, who was known for not branding his cattle. And uh, this was quite unorthodox amongst the ranching community because everyone branded their cattle to indicate their ownership or else, you know, if their piece of cattle straddled, you know, the ranch and it didn't have ownership, anyone could take it. So, they had to brand it. But Maverick thought something different. He had approximately 400 heads of cattle and didn't brand any of them. He started with 400 and he ended up selling 400. Now, be it he lost some cattle and some came into his fold, we don't particularly know. But we do know is that he broke even with his cattle. You see, folks, sometimes when you do your own thing, things tend to work out. Sometimes you've got to go against the grain. And outside of the ranching community, that is what being a maverick is all about. Mavericks are the people with an independent streak. Mavericks are the people who don't conform to our societal norms. Mavericks are those who dare to do different, simply put. It's mavericks that go against conformity and groupthink. And really, what is conformity and groupthink? Well, it's simple. You see, because as humans, we're social beings. That's true. That's a fact. You know, science has definitively said that over and over again, that we for the most part, we need each other to survive. And so in that quest to survive, we form groups. And after a while, we just begin to do the same thing. Naturally, we reflect off of each other. And again, that's natural. That's human. It's how we were able to develop as a species. 
that everyone kind of started emulating each other and we kept on developing and developing and now we're in the year 2021. That's a fact. But sometimes conformity isn't the most strategic or right thing to do. Sometimes after a while, we start doing things just for the sake of, well, that's the way it's always been done. And that's the danger of groupthink. Groupthink is literally everyone thinks the same thing. Everyone does the same thing for the sake of doing. And folks, that's, that's really not right. It's really not right at all. You see, it's a group think that waters down the ability to be creative. It's a group think that waters down potentially good ideas. It's a group think that waters down responsibility. And that's why group think is so dangerous. You know, there's countless examples of group think in our history. But I just want to give you two examples, okay? Everyone knows about the Challenger space disaster. And if you don't, I'm just going to give you a quick summary. In the year 1986, the Challenger rocket was supposed to, you know, fly off into space, but ended up exploding not even two minutes after blastoff. You heard me correctly. The rocket exploded not even two minutes after blastoff. Seven people died. And the worst part is this. Children all across America and some possibly even throughout the whole world were watching this on TV. My goodness, imagine the scarring that they had to deal with. It's absolutely horrible. But here is where the dangers of groupthink happened in the Challenger disaster. You see, and I'm not a mechanics expert, but the long and short is that there were certain mechanical issues within the rocket that were weather-related. There were a bunch of rings and tubes that, you know, if it was too cold, they just wouldn't function the way they were supposed to function. And on the day that the rocket was supposed to blast off, it was quite cold. But no one wanted to delay the flight. No one did. Even before the decision, they could have stopped it, but they decided they were going to proceed anyway. They left it up to chance because, again, no one wanted to delay the flight because the president of the United States was supposed to toot how great NASA was doing with the example of the Challenger rocket. That was not to be. Groupthink did that and seven people died. That was wrong. And you know, I'm a political science student, and so I had to, I'm sorry, bring a, a foreign policy group think into this as well. During the Cold War, the Kennedy administration launched the Bay of Pigs invasion. 
And the Bay of Pigs invasion has been lauded as one of the biggest foreign policy and national security blunders in modern day history. And again, I'm gonna just give you the long and short of it, which was Fidel Castro, who used to be the dictator of Cuba, was, you know, still getting his sea legs as dictator and the Kennedy administration led by President John Fitzgerald Kennedy, otherwise known as JFK, wanted him out. See, because uh, believe it or not, Fidel Castro was a communist. And uh, believe it or not, during the Cold War, uh, the West, or otherwise known as the free world, America, Canada, Britain, etc., they did not like communism. And the fact that Cuba was 90 miles off the coast of Florida was not sitting too well with American leadership. So they wanted to kick the commies out. And they decided that we're going to back approximately 1,400 guerrillas. Uh, guerrillas is a term for uh, war fighters to basically kick Castro out of power. And there was a lot of reservation amongst Kennedy's advisors, a lot of them. And this wasn't just some low-level bureaucrat that was writing out the plan. This was the top leadership in the national security apparatus of America. We're talking about people like the Secretary of State. To be Secretary of State, you have to know a lot about foreign affairs. We're talking about people in the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Okay, these are people that have served in the military for over 30 years. They know a thing or two, maybe even three, about fighting wars. But no one, no one wanted to say, President Kennedy, I think this is a bad idea and we should stop. We shouldn't do this. And why? Groupthink. No one wanted to be labeled as soft on Castro or soft on communism. The Bay of Pigs invasion was supposed to be hard. And everyone in the national security apparatus wanted to be hard on communism. And what happened? Well, the invasion failed miserably. And President Kenny Kennedy was embarrassed on the world stage. All because President Kennedy did not have a maverick. And so folks, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how mavericks are essential, especially in team settings. How we need people with an independent streak, people that are willing to change the status quo and challenge it. And before we do that, we need to learn how we can become mavericks. And honestly, it is really simple. One of the first things that you need to do in order to be a maverick is you have to be true to yourself. 
Folks, you have to live your values and you have to live them publicly. You have to be willing to defend your values and your beliefs. You know why? Because there is honor. There is so much honor in having strong convictions. I may disagree with your convictions. Your colleagues may disagree with your convictions. But I can speak for myself saying that I sure as hell would respect you for having strong convictions. Folks, in order to be a maverick, you have to go with your gut. Because there's an old saying that most of the time, your gut tends to be right. And it's a great way to build your character because you learn to trust in yourself and you learn to think for yourself. And again, that's one of the dangers of groupthink. When it comes to groupthink, you don't have to think for yourself because the thought has already been decided. I'm telling you folks, dare to think for yourself. And that means dare to learn. Education is so important. And I'm not just talking about formal school education. I'm talking about life lessons. I'm talking about going out and doing things to improve yourself so that you can learn, not just about how to do, but about who you are. You gotta challenge the status quo to be a maverick. You have to challenge groupthink. I'm telling you, you have to dare to zig when everybody is zagging. You have to hold your ground, okay? And when I say hold your ground, I mean you have to definitively take a stand. You need to be able to cross the Rubicon. Do something that no one would expect you to do, you think has to be done. You have to be able to convince your colleagues about why you're right. And how are you going to be able to convince your colleagues? Again, it goes back to education. You need to understand not only where you're coming from, but where they're coming from. You have to have a good grasp on the issues. That's it, folks. And so, now that you know how to be a maverick, what being a maverick is all about, let me tell you what being a maverick isn't. Being a maverick is not being a jerk or being an obstructionist. You can be a maverick without rubbing people the wrong way. It's a fact. You can disagree without becoming disagreeable. And honestly, that's really what I think the danger of today's day and age is, is that we cannot have civil discourse. It is either you are with us or you are against us. 
Okay, there is no honor in having a debate anymore. And that's what's led to what some argue is the rise of cancel culture. But even without arguing about cancel culture, it's about not being able to develop new ideas. And that is groupthink. And as I've explained, groupthink is dangerous. And being a maverick does not mean you attempt to stop the flow of progress. We cannot always stop everything from happening. And so sometimes you have to work within the system. Now, one of my favorite shows to watch is Parks and Recreation. And honestly, one of my favorite characters is Ron Swanson. Now, Ron Swanson is a libertarian and really does not believe in the point of government. And so he, he really explicitly states that he's working inside the belly of the beast, the beast being government. And honestly, sometimes we all need to be a Ron Swanson. Ron doesn't always agree with what his department is doing, but he goes with the flow and he inserts his own ideas and beliefs in there. And that's what Mavericks need to do, okay? Lone wolfing it does not work. You see, because the wolf, yes, it can survive on its own, but its life becomes so difficult. And so we need to understand that, yes, you can lone wolf it, but the wolf is a social animal. It is a group animal. It works best within the pack, okay? The wolf may say that, no, I don't think we should be charging the caribou from in front. We need to do it from behind. And the alpha wolf will say, no, we're charging it from the front. But that wolf can have its own contribution on how that strategy is executed. And that's what you need to do as a maverick. You won't always be able to convince everyone that we need to stop this, but you can convince them to change the tactics that they use. That's what I like to call working inside the belly of the beast, Ron Swanson style. So folks, dare to be a maverick. Dare to march to the beat of your own drum. You don't have to go along with the groupthink. You can chart your own course. That's a part of the human experience. It's what our ancestors did to get us to this point. And so, when they zig, you better zag and be a maverick. Thanks, folks. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for continuing to support 
this podcast. We can't wait to hear your comments and your follows in the near future, and we'll be getting back to you soon. So stay spicy, folks. We'll see you next time.